friend millennials. So welcome back, guys. It's been, I guess, a week since you heard from us last. Yeah, tuned in. Yeah. What's up, uh, Courtney, in, in your life? What's been the, going on the last week? We've been able to get out in the world a little bit more. It's phase one. We've been cautious. Super cautious. Um, but swim team, I, I'm a swim coach on top of being a teacher. So, well, you know that, Megan. I do. But our, not all of our listeners do. Um, so the summer team that I coach for uh, is actually on in a very very different way than normal we have like seven sessions of nine kids each and we just kind of filter them through um and so we we started this week which is great that's awesome yeah how's it how's it been going is it you know adjustments or is it just like whoa back in the swing of things it feel good um it's really different because i'm like only coaching what we call dry land practice so it's like the conditioning aspects so on the first day i went like real hard and did all Mm -hmm. of the exercises with all of the groups so i did it four times and i could not walk like the next (laughs) day that's why you were hobbling around okay okay yeah yeah. um i didn't turn 90 um but (laughs) uh yeah no that was exciting and and i went out and went Putt putting, which was Ooh, nice, super back to fun. Society. That's exactly. awesome. Again, very small numbers of people out there, which is good. Um, and then doing outdoor activities, I think, is really nice. Um, yeah, just fresh like, air. You feel human again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, you were probably rocking your really cute uh, rifle paper company fabric mask, right? I was. Yeah. Courtney was so sweet. She, would you find them on Etsy or something? I did. Yeah, on Etsy. So she bought. She and I uh, are both kind of. Obsessed is a strong word, but like maybe obsessed. Sure. Or I, I mean, am. I'm at definitely least. a fan. I think you cross into the obsession. It's I'm getting super there. possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, they have these really beautiful floral fabrics, and she bought us masks. Um, so yeah, they're super super cute. Yeah. So yeah. pretty sweet little pattern. Actually, I realized that the mask that I got matches. I did get a rifle paper company cover for my AirPods. Okay, so it's so, obsessed. <laughs> I know. That's what I said. I might be getting towards the obsession side of things. Okay. Um, but yeah, and it matches, which Aww. is pretty fun. That's cute. Yeah. That's very cute. What's been going on with you? Oh, um, I feel like this week has been pretty good. Uh, the weather has been amazing, so we've just been spending a lot of time outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got propane for the grill. I think we mentioned this maybe last episode, yeah. but been grilling a ton, which is just, like, super fun. Um, so it feels like summer. Um, yeah, that's been going on, doing lots of reading. I finished that book, Attachments, that you recommended. Oh, yeah. So cute. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed that. And you liked it so much that you handed it <laughs> off to Kristen. I did. I was like, Chris, you have to read this. And then she stayed up all night and she read the whole thing. So um, for those of you listening, if you're looking for a good book, check it out. It's yeah. called Attachments by Rainbow... Rainbow Rowell. Rainbow Rowell, yeah. Definitely worth um, looking up. Yeah, it's just like a light, yeah. fun... Sweet. Just like pleasant. I yeah. don't know. Just, yeah. yeah the personalities easy. of the characters are really well developed. You can hear their voices really, really well, which yeah. I really appreciate. They're also like super quippy, like mm-hmm. back and forth, which I feel like kind of resonated with yeah. me. So, I love yeah. a banter, you know. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I feel like this week it's been... So it's been like a year since I walked the Camino. Mm-hmm. So it's been fun yeah. to like be looking back through pictures each day and just sort of like reliving those memories. Um, some, you know, more pleasant than others. Uh, there right. was a couple... Or just, just one really hard day, I yeah. feel like, for me. Um, and so, yeah, it's I just noticed that your pictures from of the memories from that day were more of things instead of like you guys. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it was so funny. So we... The group that I went with, we, I think there's probably like 20 of us, um, and we walked for five days. So day one and two, 
or, you know, I was like, oh, this is what hiking is every mm-hmm. day. Okay, you know, like with our pack that was like way overloaded because um, Kristen and Joanna and I were going to Italy afterwards. And so, you know, we needed like cute dresses and stuff. We're in Italy. So, yeah. yeah, didn't pack minimally. So the bag was heavy. And then, you know, I, I'm just not like a huge hiker. So mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, we're adjusting. By day three, I was like, man, like, I'm actually kind of having fun, like, in the morning, I was like, Kristen, like, I don't want to, like, jinx it, but, like, this is so great, we were, like, walking through these eucalyptus groves, Mm -hmm. and it was just, like, wonderful, and then this was, like, our, I think, 18 or 19 mile day, and Uh so, like, by lunch, it was, like, 100 degrees, and I was like, oh my gosh, we have, like, 10 more miles to go, this is terrible, it was, like, all uphill, there was no shade, it just kept going on forever. I ran out of water. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, it was not fantastic. So that was my one very hard day. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's just been super fun, like, reliving the memories and so good. looking at pictures. And, yeah. yeah, it's been super fun, super fun. Awesome. So, I know. Yeah. Wow. Any good reading that you've done lately? Um, I started a new book called, um, oh, my gosh, what is it called? <laughs> what is it about? Um, oh, a man called Ove or Ove. Oh, Ove. Ove. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think of it? Well, it took me a while to realize that it was. Well, I knew immediately it wasn't America, and then I was like, "Is this the UK?" And then I was like, "No, Scandinavia." So it was like he put on wooden shoes, and I was like, "Hmm, mm-hmm. this is different." So um, I'm, I'm still. I think I'm on only like chapter. Four, so okay. I'm just getting into it. Okay. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. So yeah, I'll tell you, I saw the movie. I was not its biggest fan. Yeah, but I really hope you like the book. Okay, I hear people say great things about the book. So yeah, um, same. I've heard that people enjoy it. So I think perhaps it's better than the movie, or yeah. or I don't know. We'll I don't we know. shall see. Maybe yeah. you can watch the movie after and then be like, there oh, accurate representation or very different or very yeah. different. It was also in French or something. I don't know. There were subtitles oh. the whole time. So okay. it's one of, I mean, I don't, I don't mind a movie where you have to pay attention, but right. I don't think I knew that's what I was getting myself into. <laughs> so I was okay. like, ah, Did what you are see we it watching? in the theaters? No, I watched it on, oh, on like Amazon, Amazon or, or Netflix or mm-hmm. something. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure who found it, but right. I watched it and. <laughs> And that happened. A surprise so. movie with subtitles. Yeah. 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 It was several years ago. But mm-hmm. but yeah. That's that's exciting. Yeah. Have you started any new books? So I started the book for our most recent or upcoming book club mm-hmm. um, called Waking Rose by yeah. Regina Doman. Um, it's sort of like a modern retelling of a fairy tale. I think you're reading, reading it too. It too. Yeah, yeah. So you know what mm-hmm. it's about. Um, I think I'm probably like 50% through. Okay. Um, enjoying it so far. I feel like... I've been reading it on my Kindle or my iPhone Kindle mm-hmm. app, um, so it's a little bit harder sort of, like, get into. I don't know. I mm. kind of prefer, like, a paper book. But, uh-huh. um, but yeah, this was 5 bucks, and the other one was 20 so right. I, I was that's like, exactly hey, I'm here I for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, I finished the dinner list that I was listening to before. Mm-hmm. It had a depressing ending. Okay, so it not It was not as... all I hoped it would be, so. That's always a bummer. I would say... Maybe skip not that. recommend skip that. Okay. Especially like during these times. I feel like if it was, you know, normal life, everything was happy. Yeah. Great. But how like, many stars out of five? Three? Okay. Like it's okay. not terrible. It's right. just like it didn't end the way that I wanted it to. Uh-huh. So so it got docked a couple points. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting. I was um looking through my Goodreads. Uh-huh. I don't know if you have a Goodreads account. I do. I just okay. got one. Yeah. Oh nice. So uh every year you can like set a reading challenge for yourself. 
Um, and so I had a goal of 25 books this year, and I'm already on book 20. Wow, so look at you. I'm feeling pretty good. Obviously, nice. I didn't anticipate there being, like, a pandemic and being home all the time. True. And, you know, I think that's yeah. sort of accelerated um, my reading. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited. So Austin and Kristen, look out. <laughs> you better reach your goals, too. Yeah. So, no, it's just sort of like a family family thing. Um, we try to push each other to read more. So, that's good. yeah, it's kind of fun. So great. Super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I'm super excited for our guest that we have coming on today. Yeah, that would be so be great. Super good. Yeah. We're talking about um, brewing, brewing, which is not something I'm super familiar with. Yeah. Do you have much insight I, about brewing? Well, my older brother brews beer, and so I've heard certain things, and I've definitely had his like the products that he's you know okay. made. Yeah. Um, and I I'd say I'm a fan of microbrewery like brewed beers. Okay. Um, but I think our guest is going to talk a lot about wines. I know she like makes wines. Yeah, didn't so, didn't you like go over to her house and get to sample a bunch of different things at I one did. point she, before the pandemic? Yeah. So in January, so our guest is going to be Megan R. Um, and so uh, we have a couple of Megans in our lives. So she's Megan R. Um, and so we're both teachers. So we had a couple days after. After New Year's that we were still off so she invited me over for like lunch she cooked me lunch which was amazing and then she has this great like stock of like liquors liqueurs and different things that she like had me try and pair with so she's really knowledgeable about all different things food pairings and and drinks so that's um, awesome yeah it was awesome have a chat with her I know that I am not knowledgeable you know I'm like Rum and Coke, check. <laughs> check. Or Corona with lime, check. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, my my alcohol repertoire is not very uh, large. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to, yeah, see yeah. what she has to share with us. It'll be so exciting. It's going to be great. Yeah. So uh, we'll be right back with our interview with Megan R. All right. Sounds good. Guys, I we we JK, JK. Okay, so we're back. Uh, we'll be back with Megan R in just a minute. But we completely forgot that there was actually a really important current event thing like that right. happened. Right, uh, we're back in space, people. Yeah. We launched two astronauts Bob to the and International Doug. Space Station. Bob and Doug couldn't be more American. Right, um, that was huge and was really exciting. And so I can't exciting. believe we forgot to talk right. about it. You know, I feel like it seemed so long ago. <laughs> time again i feel like every episode we're like time's such a weird thing yeah um but yeah that that just happened and it was amazing um i feel like i was well you were definitely the most excited in the house you're like guys there's gonna be a space <laughs> i was like we have to stream it guys, and i was like so well, good whatever space blah final frontier yeah and i was like y'all get over here we're streaming it um it was just so good and i just i don't know made me excited about the space program in general, I grew up, like, moving around a lot, but I lived in Florida for, like, a good chunk of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember seeing multiple space shuttles, like, take off yeah. as a kid. Um, and I remember, like, a few times being at my grandparents' house, like, on vacation um, and hearing, like, the sonic boom when, like, you know, they return. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it was just, like, super exciting. Um I was I really know. struck by, like, the clarity of the video that they had, yeah. which was really cool. Kind of um, alarming. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, this seems like a movie, um, but it's real life. Yeah. And, like, it being a live feed inside the shuttle as well as seeing, like, the different stages come off, like, and, and come Rocket, back. yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So weird. Also, I love the... Uh... What is it called? I don't know the exact term, but, like, the zero gravity indicator was, like, oh, a beanie yeah. baby, which was super fun. The little kid's eye nanny, like, 
got a kick out of that. They were yeah. like, we have to buy that beanie. Yeah. So. Well, because it was called the dragon. Yeah. Right? But it was kind of a dinosaur. Kind of a dinosaur. But it was really but like, cute. Like, it was super sure. cute. I actually read an article, and apparently both Bob and Doug have boys. And oh. so they gathered all of their favorite beanies, okay. I think. And then, like, collectively, the four boys decided which beanie Aww, to send into space. And so that's, that's so the one cool. they chose. And it just was floating, and it was so yeah. fun. So fun. So, yeah, anyways. So exciting. So exciting. We had to come back just we to be really like, did. yes, space. space. <laughs> also, if you're curious, you can um, Google videos of the International Space Station. Fascinating and also completely confirmed <laughs> the fact that I do not want to go to space. Okay. Good. Just everything is strapped to the walls, which makes sense because yeah. there's no gravity. Right. Everything is like white yeah. and very stark mm-hmm. and very like claustrophobic. Yeah. To me looking on the camera. Just the whole bathroom situation. Yeah, that not also a fan. is not showering, fantastic. Like, mm, they don't really shower. They just right. like shampoo in their hair and then yeah. they wipe it with a wet washcloth and right. one fascinating thing I did learn though is that they um what do they do? They have like a t-shirt that they wear like once and okay. then they put it in the laundry bag they like alternate um their pants and shorts for like a couple days uh-huh. but then they send their laundry back to earth Whoa! and then <laughs> so, like, the supply ship brings like clean laundry because they don't have wow. enough water on the the space station to do to do laundry, laundry. so That's i was fascinating. like huh, very you interesting new every day yeah very very interesting yeah. so well. they also can sleep upside down standing up you know because right, Direction means nothing in space. Right. It's very, very strange. strange. So, anyways, that's, that's all. I just, just wanted to talk about space for a minute. Uh, but we'll be right back with our guest, Megan R. See ya. Hey, we're back. Hey, what's up? Oh we're my here gosh. with Megan. Don't be confused. I'm also Megan. Right. There's but... two Megans here. So, Ooh. we have a thing with friends with multiple names. But we have Megan here, and she has actually uh, gifted us a little something Something, that goes along with what we're going to talk about today, which is about like homebrewing, all different types of different things, which I have no experience with, except my brother does it, but I don't really pay attention when he talks about it. And (laughs) you're so much more interested. She just zones out. I do. I do. Um, So let's welcome Megan. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thanks for having me, guys. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So just to start out, do you want to kind of explain like what it is you gifted us and we can do a little taste test first thing? Yeah. So when Courtney first invited me to come and talk on the podcast, I got very excited. I was like, oh, homebrewing, my long lost love, because I kind of took a little break during the school year over the winter. And now that summer is coming, there's lots of fresh produce. And I'm like, oh, time to start getting back into it again. And so cleaned the basement and got inspired. But I didn't have anything fresh sampled that I could give you right away. And it takes a little while for home brewing. So I was like, I'm going to make a soda because you use yeast to naturally ferment it. And so I brought the girls a watermelon mint uh, soda that I made. It looks so beautiful. It's like the most, it's a really pretty color. Like I'm just, I want to not drink it because I want to just look at it all night but I will drink it. It also <laughs> smells very fragrant. I feel mm-hmm. like it's just like a little, little watermelon going to yeah. be in my mouth. I Do you want to take a sip? Yeah. Cheers. Right, shall cheers. we cheers? Yes. Yeah. Cheers. Right. cheers. Cheers. Virtual cheers to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. So excited. Oh my gosh. So good. It's really fresh. Yeah. And I like feel like it just came out of like a, a juicer. Is that? No, but better, <laughs> but, but better like tangier. I don't know. Yeah. Is that an appropriate that word the... choice for 
for yes, the first thing that hits me is the flavor like you get the watermelon and then there's like the mint yeah. there's that little bit of tartness mint yeah, the little bit of lime i'm getting the lime and i really enjoy it mm. i love bubbly things like just in general like i could go through like three or four you know she cans of LaCroix all day long and this is just it's better because it's actual fruit um, which is interesting because like usually when I think about home brewing the first thing that comes to mind is beer yeah, right same. and so I've never even thought about like using brewing yeast or you know what did you say what kind of yeast? you use the yeast to carbonate it? it yeah okay but what kind of yeast is it like just regular yeast like you open in bread <laughs> So you can actually yeah yeah so you can actually use any um you can use bread yeast but that's going to leave a lingering flavor mm. you can use any kind of yeast really to to make an alcohol and a lot of fruits um have natural yeasts on their skin mm -hmm. um oh interesting but the one that i use for this is a champagne yeast so it's the oh. must from champagne grapes Hola. okay and i used a dry champagne yeast and that one uh when it ferments it ferments pretty cleanly and doesn't leave any residual flavors if you use their strains of yeast that are better for using beer and one's better for using wine and those yeasts will all impact the flavors mm. of whatever you're making and some of them will leave a more yeasty taste and some of them will just convert the sugars into alcohol more cleanly and won't leave it a taste delightful like this. I just love it. It's great. So can you remind me again, what is in this aside from lovely champagne yeast and watermelon? <laughs> so it's watermelon, it's mint and lime juice, and then um, sugar because you need to have sugar to, to feed make the alcohol, yeast, right? And yeah. the yeast and the champagne yeast. Yes. I know something. You're so smart. <laughs> um, and water. Of course, long... I added water. Too. Oh, okay. Did this take to make yeah make oh to throw it together probably only took like 90 minutes most of it's like chopping up the watermelon and then um you make a simple syrup on the stove mm. um pick your mint from the garden clean it and um then you put them together and pour the simple syrup over to macerate it um to just let it soak and absorb those flavors and kind of break down the natural sugars in the fruit and then after waiting a little bit i just took a a blender and zapped it up and then i put it inside um here's a great trick if you get a, yeah. a like a two liter soda bottle it's mm -hmm. one of the best ways to make your own so i just cleaned one out and sanitized it and put the juice in there because that's the best way to check if it's carbonated is you press on the plastic bottle and if it's rock hard, that's how you know the carbonation's done. Oh, Smarter to do that than glass because it could break and you actually can over carbonate something. Wow. So. Did not know that. No, huh? Look at that. It's like a science experiment already. and delicious. No, it's so good. It's, I feel like <laughs> I'm glad it's not alcoholic because I'm just like, wanna drink it, it down. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Oh my goodness. That's so fun super fun so question we were wondering like what inspired you to start home brewing did you i don't know did your family do this or is this just like something you read about in a book one time and then you uh so there's a few factors in this um that's a good question so uh i come from a very do-it-yourself kind of family I mean, I have an uncle and he decided, you know what, I'm just going to tap some trees and make my own maple syrup. And so Super he did. Fun. He just That's tapped awesome. a bunch of trees and then built an evaporator in his backyard and made a bunch of maple syrup that he gave to all of us, That's which so is great. great. 
but it's kind of like my whole mom's side of the family is that way. And my dad has brewed beer before. He actually made a Kolsch that for my sister's wedding that they served at the wedding reception, um, which was really a sweet gift from him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so there's kind of that element, uh, but I think the real catalyst was my parents have a bunch of fruit trees at their house in Maryland. And so they have apple trees, pear trees. They have, we have some Concord grapevines and then we have a ton of black raspberries and every year the fruit has been so prolific in the past. And it was kind of like, we moved to this house that had all these fruit trees and it's like not being able to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. And so my mom would make like all kinds of jams. We just spend a whole summer like <laughs> cleaning up the rotting fruit on the ground so the bees don't oh. eat them or like making them into jams and all kinds of things like this. And so, um, for a long time, we didn't, we had just had so many apples, we had like three apple trees. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to make cider. And so I just went out to our garage and set up a little station and like food processed pounds and pounds of apples and oh, wow. pressed and then put all the mash into cheesecloth and squeeze the juice out. And that was the best cider I ever had in my life. And mm-hmm. so after that, um, my fi- and I didn't make it hard because I didn't know how to make alcohol at that time. But, right. Um, how old were you? Like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing. And like, we get all these free apples because they're my parents' house. Like, this yeah. is so great. And I went to my best friend's wedding out in Minnesota. And I was just walking through like a little tchotchke shop looking for coasters and postcards, two of my other <laughs> favorite things. And <laughs> um, I, I, like I came it. across this book. Um, yeah, very grand millennial. Exactly. <laughs> coasters and postcards. Yes. Um, but I was in the shop and, and I saw a book and it was called Modern Cider by mm-hmm. Emma Christensen. And I was looking through it. I had a bunch of recipes and I'm like, this is just, we have all these free apples. We get all this free juice. I'm like, I can do this. I was looking at the recipe. I'm like, that looks easy enough. And my dad has experience making beer already. So of course we could do this. And my dad has been saying oh, for yeah. years, like, oh, we really just need to make cider. I want to make cider out of all of our fruit. And so I was like, I bought the book and then ended up doing it. That's amazing. So cider was your first one. Okay. That was your entry point. Exactly. How long does it take to go from, you know, mashing them, juicing them, getting the cider and then doing the fermentation so that you actually have a hard cider? Mm, So if you don't have an actual cider press Mm -hmm. and there's actually, um, I used to think you just like get a press and you throw the apples in and then you squeeze the thing down and it pushes all the juice out. That's not what happens. You actually have to mash all of them up and like shred them almost and then put them in like a cloth and then press all the juice out. Wow. And so it's very very labor intensive. Picking the apples and then doing all that. That's a commitment. Yeah. And here's a fun fact. How many pounds of apples do you think it takes to make one gallon of cider? Oh my gosh. I'm going to say a lot. 10. <laughs> so precise. <laughs> You're clo- close. 20 pounds of apples. I was, was going to say 20. I was going to say 20. <laughs> I hedged. So wait, 20 pounds for one gallon of cider you said? That is wow. correct. That's what do you insane. do with all the extra apple bits? Yeah. Do you like compost them? Yeah, you can. Do, you can do that. Sure. Um, it's <laughs> what funny. Do you do? What do I do? Well, yeah. funny story. So I got my cider gear Mm-hmm. I, my parents actually bought me a fruit press for Christmas. Oh my it's gosh, like a miniature one. It's like 
you know, 24 inches high. Yeah. So it's like this mini, mini thing, but it still does the job. They've mm-hmm. got it all set and our apple trees got a disease and have not borne any fruit for us since I made that incredible apple cider that one year. And so it was just, I was like ready for the fall. And then like all the the flowers just like fell off the tree and died. And there was like no apples on the tree. We're like, what's happened? And they, they got a disease. All of our apple trees got disease that year. Sad. So, um, but I would compost the solids. Um, there's actually, if you ever go out to Garrett County, Maryland, there's this little store called Candyland, and you can buy a ton of apples for really cheap, mm-hmm. uh, pretty affordable. Um, and so last this year, actually, this past fall, we went out because we usually go out there for vacation. And I bought a bunch of apples out there and pressed them. <laughs> so is there a particular like apple type that you would generally like gravitate towards for a good cider? Or does it really not matter? That's a good question. Um, so it's really interesting because when I started this process, there's more to cider than you would expect. And really? there's actually three different kinds of apples. And the best is usually to do a blend of them mm. because each type of apple adds something. So you have your sweet apples, which are your eating apples. Mm-hmm. Those are like your delicious apples. Um, you have tart apples like a Granny Smith or a Macintosh, which adds the acidity that you would need. Mm. And then there's another type of apple, which are pretty rare in the U.S. Um, they're very dry, which is why they're not really the best for eating. But they're called, they're actually called cider apples. Um, and they're, they add that tannic. Mm-hmm. So um, tannic is like that black tea, dry your mouth out kind of component that you would have like a wine people would say oh this is a dry wine and it's like drying their mouth out but that's not actually what dry means mm-hmm. when you're talking about alcohol it's it's tannic that dry your mouth out feeling interesting and so no, you would usually do a blend of this is sweet and the tart and the, the tannic apples yeah wow very cool that's great very cool. So then if you started with cider, when did you branch out? Because I've, I've heard that you've made wine and beer as well. Is that accurate or not accurate? So I made my first time making cider. I, of course, couldn't just make one. Mm-hmm. I decided to make four different things because right. you have to make four different things whenever you start right. something. Why right? not? <laughs> you got to figure out what's the best, right? So you got to do a little experimentation. Uh, yeah, I was a little bit too enthusiastic, <laughs> but I did, uh, cause I bought this whole cider book, her modern cider book. And I was like, Oh, I want to try all these things. There's so many recipes. So I did a, a basic standard cider recipe. Mm-hmm. I did a sizer, which is like a cross between a, a cider and mead. You oh. use honey to sweeten your cider as a sugar component. So that way it's more alcoholic and it leaves behind that honey profile, like a Mm -hmm. sweet profile in the cider. And then you have, um, I did a pineapple coconut cider because that's like very, you know, fun. And then I did an apple wine. So I actually started by making a a wine too. I I did an apple wine at the very beginning. And it was funny because we're like going through the tasting process. The apple wine was the one that was like, what I liked the best. Interesting. And so then I was like, oh, that's interesting. And Emma Christensen has another book called True Brews, 
Mm-hmm. And she goes through all of the basics of brewing you'd want to know. So she doesn't just do like beer, but she does cider and mead and sodas. That This is actually her soda recipe. Oh, um, nice job, Emma. Mucha, <laughs> all of those fun millennial type things like any home brewing kind of thing. And then she has a whole section on fruit wines. And so oh, wow. I got the fruit wine book and I was like, aha, I can't wait to try these out. So. <laughs> So do you think that fruit wine is kind of where you find like the most fun or that you do the most or? Uh, I definitely like doing the wines that they turn out the best and it's really fun when you have friends over and you're like, Hey, let me pull out a bottle of the wine I made and you know, it's good. And that's kind of exciting because the hardest part about the wine though, is you have to wait a long time for it to finally mature. So Mm -hmm. it's, it takes a lot longer to get to a drinkable spot. Uh, where you can really enjoy it as opposed to cider um the earliest you could drink it is six months oh wow but commitment it's like our relationship with (laughs) wine but I would wait I wait I waited almost a year 11 months and that was kind of like a great spot and so then opening it it really had a better age like it had it had aged well and the flavors just were more pronounced and better than like when you first open it you're yeah. so excited it's, right. it's not quite ready so oh, you have such patience I couldn't do that I mean I guess if you know it's going to be so much better when you like wait for it to you know mature but I'd be like it's ready <laughs> Let's I, it I feel like 11 months is is I mean that's a lot of patience I feel like I, I'm not you, patient it's more like forgetfulness okay well <laughs> that's it great. Was kind yeah. of, I was exactly like Courtney it was like I was counting down the days I'm like okay it's only like one more week like one more day until like what's <laughs> the first possible day I could try this right yeah and so then opening it you taste it you're like mm. and you're just kind of disappointed and the disappointment was so epic because you had already waited so long right. <laughs> or it feels like that I was like whatever I guess I guess this was a failed experiment. And then I kind of forgot about it for a couple months. And then Mm -hmm. we had an event and I was like, oh, well, I'll pull out my bottle of, you know, this wine and of the apple wine and just see if it's any better. And it was substantially better. Wow! So it was kind of a A win. So you just popped it open, not a fan. You just put the top back on. Like what is, what is the process like of I guess sealing them. Um, I have no idea anything about making wine. <laughs> it's not evident so, in my language. So wait. So to clarify, your question is: uh, if I open a bottle of wine and I didn't like it, so you like your apple it? wine? Like it wasn't ready, so then you just sure. like close Pop it back up. Like how do you? No. So <laughs> no. It's not what you so when it's a bottle of wine, it's just like if you have it in the store, it's already been bottled and you pop the cork, you're kind of stuck with what you've right. opened. Because mm-hmm. if you air is an enemy to the alcohol, and so what it's gonna do is it's gonna start another chemical process and change your alcohol to vinegar. Mm. And so I want that. Yeah. Yeah. So you just had multiple bottles. Is that what it is? You tried one and it was like, I did. Eh, I good. had multiple bottles. Fun fact, how many bottles of wine do you get from one gallon? Oh gosh. One and a half? Four. About four. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm creative. I'm not mathy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I learned all this too. I couldn't have told you if I, I hadn't read my book and lived through the process. Yeah. So. Okay. That's awesome then. So then you had three bottles of great wine 11 months later. 
Exactly. And then by waiting, I found out what was what I liked the best. And so now this year I get to plan. I just bought a five gallon barrel to hey. make five gallons of something really good. And so that's uh, 20 I'm bottles of wine, guys. Hmm? I said that's 20 bottles of wine then that you'll have. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And so is Next am summer. I right that they have to be like stored in a like a dark cool place exactly yes because the yeast is working so sunlight can really uh interrupt that process and affect mm. it and mm. so um a basement is great we just put them downstairs in our basement it's cool and it's funny how much temperature affects yeast because uh, if you've made bread before I um, haven't well you can ask joanne about this then that's true that's true yeah when you make bread depending on how warm or cold your environment uh, can affect how quickly the yeast goes Mm. and so if your environment's too hot the yeast actually will produce like very sharp flavors like it'll be have like kind of a very harsh alcoholic taste to it and it will be converting too quickly Mm. because it's too warm but if it's too cold your yeast could die but if you kind of and a medium gives you like your normal production, but if you err on the cooler side, it's interesting because it allows the slower fermentation process will actually allow more flavors or aromas or delicate nuances to develop. So it's it's interesting. Very interesting. Wow. That's very fascinating. That is crazy. So other than like the barrel, like what other like gear do you need in order like for someone who's starting out, like maybe they want to try making an apple wine this summer? Like Courtney sure. over here. <laughs> it's very, it's actually pretty easy and you can totally do it. Um, I mean, if I can do it, anybody can do this. So um, come on. What I did was uh, I went to a brew store and if you get like a, it's like $50 for a basic brew kit. And so it could be for beer or they have cider specific ones. They have wine specific ones, but it's essentially, it's all the same gear. You mm-hmm. need a fermentation bucket for your primary, your primary fermentation. And then you need a, a carboy, like a glass carboy, where you will transfer your alcoholic liquid to continue fermenting, finish fermenting, um, and aging. Okay. And so what that is process, a carboy? A carboy. So it's like a uh, big glass jug. Okay. okay. Um, cool. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's just all the terms. You have to learn all yeah. the terms. And then you, the other thing that would be helpful to have is they'll give you like a, a hose, like a siphon hose. So that mm-hmm. way you can transfer it without disturbing the yeast too much or adding too much air to your brew. Um, and a hydrometer, which is this really funny Getting fancy, fancy. Science. Yeah, it sounds so fancy. <laughs> um, but it's basically just kind of like you have a graduated cylinder and the hydrometer measures the density of your liquid. And that's, oh. you use that to calculate your um, alcohol, alcohol by volume to find oh. out the percentage, your ABV. Okay. Um, wow. Let's do it, Megan. Yeah. How about <laughs> we have a class at your house, Meg? And oh then gosh, we'll a master class. come back and try that it at our house. Fun. Yeah. In 11 months. <laughs> right. <laughs> Next summer. <laughs> another episode. Well, if you want to start with a soda, you could do that. And I mean, you I actually really don't need to invest in gear. You just True. need fresh fruit, a blender, some sugar. And if, if you drink a bottle of Coke and wash out the, the plastic bottle and save yeah. that, you can do that. 
I think I'm where do you soda. yeah this is this is delicious we both have downed our glasses I want more um <laughs> I'll hold on I'll have it after we talk I'll finish but um where do you purchase um the champagne yeast that you use for the sodas is that also from like a brew store or Amazon or I don't know how do you do these things yeah, you could probably do both. Um, just look up, you can look up your local brew store. Um, there's a great one. There's a several great ones around here. Um, there's one that I give my loyalty to because they're great. Um, and they've been open during COVID times. Oh. So I've been able to place my order online and go pick up whatever I, I need and That's they'll great. fulfill the order and, and let you come get it. So they have yeasts. That, and then if you wanted to do um, beer they have hops and the malts and everything you need they have all the little things to do so that's awesome is that um in falls church area or yes yeah okay Mm -hmm. cool yeah it's actually called my local homebrew is the one that i like to go to and it's in falls church very cool Mm -hmm. nice well you mentioned beer and so i know when we talked about this you know, you coming on the show for uh, this topic, you kind of were chatting to me about some of your favorite things that recently, um, and I, I like beer, but um, I know sometimes when people try it for the first time, they're not in love with it, or they, you know, have someone hands them like an IPA, and then they're like, oh, um, that's me, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so were you like a fan of beer when you first tried it, or how did you, are you into beer? I, I really do like beer. Um, I kind of find it a funny story. So I'm like kind of a very, uh, reserved picky person. <laughs> and so, um, I mean, I didn't have my first Coca-Cola until I was in college. Oh, uh, wow. Well, which did, is, I did not know that about you. Did you grow up on Sprite or like no soda? Uh, well, I didn't really grow up with soda. That's part of it. Okay. Um, so I just wasn't inclined to ever drink it. And mm. then I went to Atlanta with my the group of friends and we went to the Coke factory. So I'm like, well, I guess I should try Coca-Cola. So I had my first Coke in college. Mm -hmm. Um, So beer was kind of similar. It was when I first started drinking alcohol, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like beer because everyone says it tastes, you know, they're not sure about it. So I kind of held off on actually trying beer for the first time Mm -hmm. um, and started out with like ciders and wines because I was like, okay, these are more like juice. That's like, you know, acclimate (laughs) to it. And then I think the first beer I ever had was uh, a Belgian triple ale called Golden Drock. And, and I actually really liked it. So um, Belgians are kind of have more of like a spicy, fruity profile when you mm-hmm. drink them as well. So that might have had something to do with it. Right. You didn't start out with like Natty Light. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but no Natty Bow. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, you have uh, a very refined palate very refined I mean, for your palate. first beer. That's impressive. Well, it was the people I knew who were like, oh, you have to try this. And they were very like into their micro brews and their like fancy bushy beers. So (laughs) uh, they were like, here, try this out. And I was like, okay. Yeah. That's so good. But it's so good. How about you, Courtney? Did you like beer the first time you tried it or? Um, Well, the first, I didn't have the refined palate uh, introducing me to beer. I got introduced to the bad, like cheap stuff. So I didn't like it, but I drank it because it was college. But when I was in grad school, I had friends that were highly refined and like microbreweries. Elevated your Elevated my taste. So yeah, got into some ambers and I love a Kolsch. That's always really good. Um, and yeah, uh, I like a shandy during the summer. Oh, me too. 
Shandy season, guys. I'm I'm pumped. It's upon us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I did not like beer when I first tried it. Um, I started abroad in Austria when I was, uh, I think I was 19. Mm. Um, so it was like legal to drink in Austria, but I didn't really like beer. So I, I think I had like two drinks that semester, um, <laughs> which is hilarious. And then I turned 21 after college. So I'm a rule follower. I didn't drink in college either. Wow. Um, so yeah, then I feel like I have like wine coolers and I was like, this is like drinking sugar. I don't, you know, I don't know about this, but, um, I feel like I still don't really have a refined like beer palette. I'm a fan of Corona with lime mm-hmm. and yeah, that's about, I don't know. That's like kind of my go-to. So mm-hmm. I'll have to branch out and, you know, elevate my palate too. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Well, you, I remember Megan told me about an interesting IPA because we were talking about, you were asking me what I like and I was like, anything but IPA, they're too bitter. And you mm-hmm. told me that I should be more open-minded. So <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit about the one that you found that you like or, or what you were saying specifically I should look for if I want to try an IPA? Sure. Sure. Um, I also was in the camp of not really liking IPAs. Um, and last summer I decided to, I ended up trying out this IPA because it came in one of those, um, sample packs that you buy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I bought for a brewery from Pennsylvania Trogues and, um, <clears throat> they had a sample summer pack and they had like half of it was IPAs and I was very disappointed, but <laughs> yeah. there was this sour, like blood orange sour ale or something in it that I really wanted. So I was like, oh, we'll just do it. And then I can turn them into beer bread. If, you know, they're horrible. But uh, after tasting this, it was a dry hopped IPA. Ooh. So a dry, when you make beer, you usually add hops at several times during the um, brewing process. And so when you add it to your, I think it's called wort, I'm still learning to, I'm going to be making a beer soon. First beer oh, is coming up, but I, I'm, I'm currently in study for it. Um, okay. But you add the hops and it, the hops are like the little floral bits that you add to it that, that add those tastes, but it also adds the bitterness. So if you mm-hmm. add it when it's hot, um, they release the oils that makes the beer gives it that bitter taste. Mm-hmm. And so a dry hopping it is, I think you, you add the hops when the brew is cold. And so they don't release the bitterness that that usually does that gives it that characteristic bitter flavor. And so you'll still get the floralness Mm -hmm. and the, the different aromas and flavors of the hops, but you won't really have the bitterness. And so I actually dropped off for you guys that same IPA that converted me to, okay, maybe IPAs aren't so bad. And the other trick with IPAs is you do want to smell it because the hops add so much to the beer. Uh So you should pour it into a glass when you drink it rather than drinking it straight from the bottle. (laughs) Yeah. When Megan uh, dropped it off today, um, Megan here, (laughs) uh, it was at work. So uh, our guest Megan dropped it off. She's like, please, for the love of anything, everything good put it in a glass. So I was like, I will do, I will follow that rule. So in a way it's kind of like the difference between a cold brew coffee versus an iced coffee where like with an iced coffee, you get that bitterness that still comes from the beans versus like the richness. Yeah. Fascinating. That's a pretty good analogy. I think. Anything to make it like make more sense in my brain, you know, 
Yeah. Cause I think if you just brewed hot coffee and you put it in the fridge to make it cold, it just continues to get more and more acidic. Yeah. Whereas if you do the cold brew, it doesn't. It's it just rich and bold slow. and tasty. Wow. That makes so much sense. I'm actually really excited to try this one that you dropped off for us and we'll, we'll have to report back. Yeah, please do. So, I have another question that is probably really dumb, but is it called brewing for making wine, cider, and beer, or is there like a different terminology for the various alcohols? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, so I know for sure beer is brewed, and mm-hmm. I think brewing directly means that there's a heating element to it. Oh. And so oh, like for coffee. beer and for, I mean, excuse me, for cider and wines, there isn't a heating component, and so it's usually called cold fermentation. Okay. But it would just fall under the same category of like homebrew. Like you could mm-hmm. still call it like homebrewing because it's just a kind of a shorthand for saying, oh, I'm fermenting so, my own things at home. So like um, someone's not going to be like, excuse me, you're making wine. That's not brewing. Like they might. maybe someone <laughs> who's like really into it, but for the, the normal home brewer, they're not going to make that distinction. Yeah. And then the really interesting thing is distilling is when you take what you've already fermented mm-hmm. and, and I just learned this, which made me so excited. Um, but it's when you take something that's already fermented, like your wine or your beer, and then you distill it is like taking the water out. So you make it more alcoholic. So that's how you get like whiskey is essentially it's, it's a little more complicated in the later chemistry, but the basics of it is it's just distilled beer. Because you're taking a mashed grain or a malt, right? And then you're remove it, distilling it to take more and more of the water out and make it more and more alcoholic. This is fascinating. I'm learning so much. Yeah, this is wow. You're so knowledgeable. I love it. This is so cool. I feel like this may be our most educational um, episode yet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. I love it. Um, So actually, so I, we know that you make a lot of different things. Do you have a little name that you associate with your brewing process? Do you have branding? Uh, I mean, (laughs) I want to know these things. (laughs) So I call so I'm like, oh, we're the Brandywine Brewers. So um, I roped my roommate into doing it with me. So we've been joking around. We're the Brandywine Brewers. Um, oh, cute. Which I like because it's an alcoholic name and yeah. uh, it kind of sounds like Lord of the Rings too. So. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Um, Very fun. Yeah. So the Brandywine Brewers and as far as names go, when it comes to like an individual drink, there's kind of a fun thing I came up with when I was doing this. And that was, um, I usually bottle or start a brew on a feast day okay, <laughs> or a um, memorial of like the saints in the Catholic church calendar because yeah. it can influence the name or the type or my concept art for the labels. So sweet. So there are labels and branding. Yeah. Um, or th- I no. haven't mass produced it, but my first one, I was very excited and made my own labels for my very first That's one. So, so cool. So fun. Oh. I feel like that would be the part I would be most excited for. I think. <laughs> I'd be the most excited for the drinking. <laughs> that is awesome. So oh wait, gosh. the first batch that you made, like what, what was it called? So that one was St. Boniface Cider. and I drew so I didn't so label making that was a whole nother adventure trying to figure out how to make (laughs) your own labels um you can actually get like a label paper that uh you can like put through a printer and then it's got like a kind of like the old 
stampsy lick oh, deal yeah, where uh-huh. you can like get it moisten it and this. then stick it on and cut your label out but before I got that high tech, I just took blue painter's tape and cut it in a specific design, put it on there. And then I took a Sharpie and oh, calligraphied wow. and drew the picture. And St. Bonaventure has this story of him like cutting down a tree that pagans worshipped and um, to like make a statement. And so I have a picture of him, like this little monk chopping, chopping down, down a, tree. a tree. I love that. That's so fun. It, so. Yeah, wow. Fun. And you've inspired me, Meg. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm going to think about it. I'm not going to dive right deep into it. Cause I like to mull things over. I'm, I'm the doer. <laughs> I'm, I'm either like, we're doing it now or it's like one day. So maybe mm-hmm. between Megan and I, we'll actually, I mean, I feel like we might need another bottle of this watermelon. This watermelon. Soda, so we could just so. work on sodas for a good yeah. while. Could just, yeah. Be All the summer. Soda. Yeah. Oh, summer. Summer. So exciting. It is so exciting. Well, do you have anything that you're planning on uh, making this summer or is it just kind of like you see what fruit kind of comes about and uh, and roll with it or do you, do you make a, a plan? Both. Okay. <laughs> all the things. I like all the things. So um, right now, so just because you invited me on this podcast, I got super excited and had to make three different things this weekend. Oh, so nice. I <laughs> yes. made our wonderful soda. Yes. Um, and I started a, my first dessert wine ever. So mm-hmm. I'm doing an apple pie dessert wine. Ah. Um, and so Courtney is involved. <laughs> yeah. So you use, um, I took the apple juice and then I added a bunch of maple syrup, two things of maple syrup to mm-hmm. it as the Whoa. sugar. Okay. And so the maple will leave a profile behind. And so then after the primary fermentation and you put it into the carboys, the mm-hmm. glass containers, that's when you add your extra flavors. So you'd put your spices in, you'd put your oak chips, your, mm-hmm. or you put it in oak barrels if you're like fancy and have those. Mm-hmm. They're very expensive. Mm-hmm. You just, I, for the local homebrew, you can just buy oak chips at your store um, or some bourbon, whatever you want to flavor it with. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then I'm, Making my first wine from grapes. So I do you smush put, it with your feet. Yeah. yeah. I didn't smush it with my feet. I oh. smushed it with my hands, actually. I was okay. like, you were like so chill. Like, yeah. Okay. It's the traditional way. Okay. Smush I thought about it. And it, you know what? Next time I'm going to do it with their feet. I understand why they do that because I crush them all by hand because you have to pop every single grape. Mm-hmm. And so my hands, I did six pounds of grapes for one gallon. Wow. Um, and each and every grape I had to crush and my hands were like so cramped from just yeah. squeezing each and every one. I was wow. like, okay, the feet thing makes so much sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, when you need some feet to smush some grapes, I'll make sure mine are clean. <laughs> Choose your girl. Cool. <laughs> we'll do a little I Love Lucy reenactment. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. <laughs> Courtney's on board for all the I'm adventures. I'm here, I'm here. For girl. I'm yeah. here. Oh, wow. That's so great. <laughs> oh, oh man. Well, we usually end our episodes um, asking our guests kind of what their cup of tea is. Is there like, I don't know, a new song or an Instagram account or a hobby or anything sort of that you're like loving these days aside from brewing, obviously? Oh, that's hard. Um, let's see. 
you know, I'm actually, I'm going to stick in the alcohol vein. I'm so excited about Gosas, which are sour beers. Yes. I love the seasonal ones that come out. Um, There's a brewery called Three Notch, which is three notched. It's in Virginia in Charlottesville. Mm. And so you can get those around here and they make some excellent Gosas. They make all kinds of beer, but the Gosas I really like. Um, And they have a watermelon one that is a seasonal release. Mm. I dropped two cans off for you guys to try out. What? Um, You're the best. Oh my gosh. I was not here for the gift. gifted so well. (laughs) You're the first gift uh, guest to actually gift us something like right at the interview. So I think you're winning this whole. Not that it's a competition. I mean, no, of course not. But we love (laughs) for it. Yeah, it's great. So exciting. Okay. So just having fun. you'll have to tell me what you think. But okay. yeah, the the ghost is great. Um, and it's only comes around once a year and it was already sold out in a lot of places around me. I was like, oh no, where am I gonna get it? So I managed to track it down. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah, you didn't have generous. to, especially since you love it so much. I love to share what I love, so Aww. I'm happy to give you some. Little giver. We That's love that. Best. Oh my gosh. This has been so much fun. I cannot wait until we can be in groups again. I know we're in phase one, so technically we can start going out into the world, but uh, I can't wait for the day that we can sit down, maybe at a brewery, share uh, a dry hopped IPA. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's good. good. <laughs> and, uh, and have a, just a good catch up. Yeah, that'd be awesome. In person. Meg, I'm thanks in. so much I for coming wait. on. Yeah, this yeah, was super so, educational. So amazing. And we'll just cheers to you. Cheers to Meg. <laughs> in the Brandy oh. Brewers. Yes, in the Brandy Wine Brewers. All awesome. right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thank you yeah. so much for having Hey guys, it's Courtney just popping in here real quick. We just first want to say thank you so much, Megan R., for coming on the show. It was such an informative conversation we had, and we got really excited about learning about home brewing that Megan, our Megan, uh, decided to go ahead and buy that book that Megan R. recommended, and uh, we're going to try her hand at making first some sodas. So we're going to go ahead, and when we try that, we'll put it on our Instagram. So if you want to follow us on Instagram at Grand Millennial Podcast, you can kind of see what we're doing to kind of keep on this learning that we uh, we got from Megan R. Um, also, some exciting news in our world. Uh, we're officially on Apple Podcasts now. So if you want to go ahead, you can subscribe right there in Apple Podcasts. Just search for Grand Millennial and you can get our podcast coming to you um, automatically. Uh, and so it'll download into your podcast feed if you use Apple Podcasts. If you still want to use um, Spotify, Spotify is a great place to stream. So um, you can always keep there, but you have one more option to hear us. So that's really exciting. I just want to let you have that info.